Blog Talk Radio. type of person that feels you can be doing more with your life? Have you been seeking answers to life's hidden mysteries? Do you have a lot of questions that you need answers to? Well then, tune in for the next hour as myself, Dr. Neb Haru Noon, Supreme Noonologist here at the Eternal Temple Noon, the Master of Ascension and Solar Deity in this day and time, do my best to inflame your soul and get you ready for the great cosmic awakening. An awakening like no other. The time is now. 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 An awakening like no other. Hey, Hotep, peace, peace. Greetings and thank you for all who are tuning in. I really appreciate you. I give thanks for you. And I'm hoping you all are having a fabulous day and onward to a fabulous evening. And for those who may be listening later on today or later on in the in the in the evening, have a fabulous night, you know? So today we're gonna to get into the law of action. All right. Yesterday we covered the law of uh focus, and then we've covered the law of magnetism, the law of command the law of vision, the law of change, and the law of thought. And all of this is coming out of the 12 universal laws, written for the 12 universal laws of success, written by Herbert Harris. The book was published originally in 1944, and you can purchase your copy probably on eBay or Amazon or somewhere like that. All right? So we're going to get into these universal laws, and I'm going to go ahead and start breaking them down as I read. Do the best I can. All right? So today is the law of action. The seventh universal law of success is the law of action. This universal law governs the manner or method of performing the activities of life. It is the methodology by which the principles of success are actually implemented on a day-to-day basis, moment-to-moment basis. The law of action encompasses your behavior. The law of action encompasses your conduct. The law of action encompasses your habits and the method of operation. It is the operating process of which your thoughts and your feelings become the things and experiences of your life. The book of James 1.22 says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers of only, 
deceiving your own selves. Again, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Page 118. All that is written in this book and in all other instruments of enlightenment are absolutely worthless unless you put these ideas and principles into action. On a practical level, the universal law of action focuses on the following. The work, employment, you perform for material survival. Planning your actions to proceed, produce desired results. Again, two, planning your action to produce desired results. Three, achieving your goals and visions of life. Four, overcoming obstacles and challenges that confront you. Section called right work. Work is generally defined as means to earn a living. In a broader sense, work is a physical or mental effort or activity directed towards producing or accomplishing a desired result. If I ask the question, why do you work, right? Ask people, why do you work? Most people will give you the same basic answer, to make a living, pay bills, right? What are you getting out of your work, generally? The objective of the physical and mental activity of getting up each morning, getting dressed, and rushing to your place of employment is to obtain the money to meet the material requirements of your life. If all that you are getting out of work is financial, whether, whether all, or financial means to take care of yourself, then you are being grossly underpaid no matter how much you make. As long as the objective of your work is something outside of yourself, you are being shortchanged. When you think of, the, of work as something external to obtain external objects, you are cutting yourself off from the true meaning and the essence of work. In fact, as long as you consider work as an external endeavor, you will delay your success in life. Work must be considered on an internal spiritual level. It should not be seen as means to make a living, but rather as a means to live your as a means to live your making. Mm. Again, work must be considered on an internal spiritual level. It should not be seen as means to make a living, but rather as a means to live your making. Your work should be external. Your work should be an external expression of your internal state of being or level of consciousness. Work should be a means by which you can express your internal good desires and which provides the required material substance to maintain and enhance the conditions of your life. Work has divine spiritual nature, which properly attuned can put you in harmony with the cosmic flow of good, success, and everlasting reward. When your work, when, when your work does this, it is your right work. How do you find your right work? Make the most of your present situation. Develop a positive, wholesome attitude towards work in general and specifically toward the work you are doing right now. Sometimes you find yourself working at something you do not particularly care for. When you are just getting started in your working career or while you are near the bottom of the success ladder, however, it is your attitude and your reaction to your work at this point which determines if you will continue at the bottom or move up the ladder of success. If you constantly complain about your present work, blaming yourself and all others for your condition, you will probably not progress much further. You will go from job to job, always unhappy, always complaining, and never progressing. If you take charge of your attitude and condition it to seeing the good and positive aspects of your present work situation, then you are laying the spiritual foundation for positive change towards your right work. Recognize that your present work is for a purpose. Believe that this purpose is to develop divine qualities of patience, persistence, understanding, and discipline. These qualities will lead you to your right work. When you look at your work as an external 
expression of your internal desires, then you must do your very best in performing this work for your desires to be fulfilled. This is the principle of work stated in the Bible. Eskalians, Alaskites, Alaskis, you know, I don't read that Bible, y'all, so I don't be, <laughs> I don't be knowing these daggone names of these books at, at times. Verse 9, 10, whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with all thy might. If you hold back on your work, then you should hold also, you, if you hold back on your work, then you also hold back on fulfillment of your internal desires. At the beginning stages of your success journey, your internal desires may not be clearly defined in your conscious mind. It is through this principle of work that your internal desires are revealed to you. That's right. Give your body, mind, and spirit to your work, believing that it is for a divine purpose. This is committed action will guide you to your right work and ultimately to your life purpose. You see? To your life purpose. I never forget when I was in art school, right? They always showed us, they always, we always had sketchboards, and they always said to sketch out your ideas. They said because nine times out of ten, the original art, most not even ten times out of ten, the original idea that you came up with, when you look back on the finished product, you see it won't be the same. And that's because as you go on, it starts to unfold like a lotus flower, you see? And it starts to reveal itself to you, you see? And it starts to give shape, weight, you know? And it starts to birth and it, and it comes alive, you see? So the more and more you keep doing something, you know, different things lead to a different path. You know, sometimes you might work a job that you don't like, you know what I'm saying, but you're learning a new skill and you can take it on to the next job and then you might find, you might meet somebody on that job, you see, that can prefer you further or the reason why you got there, whatever, whatever reason, you know. And now you're like, oh, okay, that's why I was here and then there. You see what I'm saying? So nothing happens by chance. Nothing happens, you know, not for a reason. There's always a reason, you see. Let's keep going. Evaluating your present position. When you work, have a goal and vision in your mind. You see? So if you're currently doing a, a, a type of job right now, right, if you're currently doing a job right now that you're not really considering, you see, I mean, that you're not really feeling about, you're not you're really feeling it, you see? Let's see what it says again. When you work, have a goal. That's right. So have your goal and your vision in your mind. Know why you're there. Don't, don't lose sight of that. You see? Go in there, go in there with a purpose. Even if you have to write it down on paper, you see? I'm going to work this, 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 and the third, and once I achieve this, I'm out, you see? Or once I achieve this, I'm going to pursue further, you see? That's, that's how you stay focused, you know, in, in order so you can only ultimately get on your life purpose, you see? And then you can use other outside external work in order to fulfill your life purpose, to fuel your life purpose, you see? I never forget the time when I was working at this warehouse, this job here in Atlanta, um, Back in, I would say it was like around the year 2005, 2000, between 2003, 2000, like between 2002 and 2005, okay? And then when I was working there, I met a gentleman. Um, he was a brother from uh, Pakistan. And, you know, say he, he owned a leather shop. He owned a leather warehouse. He had, he had the ability to get uh, leather goods discounted from Pakistan, like wholesale, like beyond, below wholesale. And, he, and in Pakistan, they were supplying a lot of those name brand jeans at the time that a lot of people weren't familiar with, like Diesel and True Religion and, you know, stuff like that. So they also were supplying jeans, but he also, but he was mostly into the leather goods, you see? And so he told me, you know, he was like, um, he's like, he, he, I actually went, I'll never forget, I went over to his apartment because he wanted me to work with him, you know? And I went over to his apartment and he showed me, you know, you know, he had his family there and he showed me all the leather he had a room full of this leather goods from Pakistan that he could, you know, 
that he was interested in. And he was telling me he didn't need to work. He had money. I said, why, why are you working here then? And he was like, because it's called I'm earning while I'm, I'm earning while I'm earning while I'm learning. He said, I want to open up a warehouse like this. So this is why I'm working here to see how it moves, see how it operates, how it functions. And I get paid for doing it. I'm getting paid to learn. I said, damn. And I never forgot that. You see, I never forgot that. Sometimes you might, if you want to do a certain job, you know, or do certain things, sometimes you might have to go work at that place and see how it operates. And they're paying you to learn because really you're there to learn too, you know. So it's just many ways to look around things and, and shift your perception. Remember the law of change we talked about, how you have to change your thoughts, change the way you perceive things. Everything is about perception on this physical plane. You see, it's the law of perception. It's how people are perceiving it, how the light is refracting off of something or reflecting off of something. You understand? So it's just something to take with you and think about. There's many ways when you start looking at things on the positive and everything on the positive, and you start looking at, it, looking at it from a higher, then you start to realize, like, oh, wow. That is totally interesting, you know? That is so interesting. So let's keep going. When you work, have a goal and a vision in your mind. Think of how you want your life to be, what you want to do, and what you want to have. Define your goals and visions clearly and concisely in your thoughts. That which you establish in your thoughts become the blueprint for your life experience. When your energies through work are directed towards specific goals, you create a positive forward momentum. This forward momentum helps you overcome the things you dislike about your present work situation. If you are not satisfied with your present work situation, focus your attention on your goals and proceed toward them. Determine what you must do to move closer to your goals. If you need more educational experience, be willing to get it. By focusing on your goals and vision, you are less affected by the conditions of your present work situation. Many people, though they are dissatisfied with their work, will not put forth the extra effort to pursue their goals and visions through fear. They become satisfied with their dissatisfaction. Again, they become satisfied with their dissatisfaction. It becomes a, a, a negative, evil habit, right? They get, they, you get, you get um, addicted to, to that feeling, you see? So they prefer to complain and criticize others rather than take steps to change or improve their condition. These unfortunate souls become so overwhelmed with, weed, with the weeds the negative aspects of their present work situation, that they hide their own shortcomings and dissatisfaction by criticizing and tearing down other people. To attain your right work, you must remove the weeds and avoid this kind of negative conduct. Believe in your heart that no set, no set of conditions or circumstances can keep you from attaining your goals and realizing your, your vision. Take the high road and raise above the shortcomings of your present work to the foundations of your right work, as revealed by your goals and visions. Once you establish your visions and your goals, you can properly examine your present work situation in terms of the following three standards. One, reasonable pay for your present living circumstances. Two, knowledge, experience, and training that will be valuable to, your, to you in the future. Prestige, contacts, and acquaintances who can be of assistance in attaining your goals and realizing your vision. Evaluate your present work situation and any position you consider taking. In terms of these three standards, the most of these standards is the second one, valuable knowledge, experience, and training. The next is important, is prestige, contacts, and acquaintances. Reasonable pay for the present is the least important of all. This is not to imply that reasonable pay is not important, because it is. The point is, if a sacrifice is to be made, <clears throat> do it in the present. Beware of the urges for immediate gratification and consumption. 
Do not sacrifice the future to satisfy the present. Now, we're going to move on to success planning. The goals you set for yourself should represent your vision and your deep desires in life. Whether you realize your vision depends on your ability to systematically and consistently attain your underlying goals, the most important element in attaining your goals is the formation and execution of definite practical plans which work. A success plan is an organized course of action which allows you to produce desired results. The desired results to be produced is the attainment of your goals and the realization of your vision. The desired result to be produced is the attainment of your goals and the realization of your vision. Producing results reflects your ability to organize your time, plan your work, and work your plan. Plan your work and work your plan. You heard that? Plan your work and work your plan. To construct a great skyscraper requires an accurate blueprint, which is, def- is, di- is diligently followed by the builders. This blueprint is a tangible representation of the vision of the skyscraper in the mind of the architect. Your success plan is the blueprint of your own vision. You see why it's important to have a success plan, a blueprint? It is a plan. It is your success plan. It was my pen. At? I gotta, I gotta circle that one right there, y'all. I gotta highlight and circle that right there. Your success plan is your blueprint of your own vision. You see, your success plan is your blueprint of your own vision. It is a tangible representation of ideas and thoughts which make up your vision. If you diligently follow your success plan, you will get the desired results, attain your goals, and realize your vision. Constantly monitor the productiveness of your plan. Evaluate the productiveness of your plan on a daily basis. If your plan works, double your efforts for even greater results. Don't waste time on a plan that does not work. If your plan does not lead you on a continuous step-by-step journey towards your goals, replace it with a new plan. If the plan does not work either, replace it with still another plan. Continue to monitor and evaluate your plan until you find one that works for you. Give each plan sufficient opportunity to produce desired results. Pay, Pay special attention to your own efforts in executing each plan. Be sure to put in enough time and energy to give your plan a reasonable opportunity to work and produce desired results. Very often you will find that your plan is sound, but it requires more time, energy, expertise, and resources resources to make it work. Then it is up to you. Are you willing to increase your own commitment for success? Or will you look for a plan that requires a lesser commitment of time, energy, expertise, and resources? The fact is, when you increase your commitment to your goals, you are looking towards success. But when you accept a lesser commitment, you are heading for failure. When your commitment is high, and you're willing to give even more, and yet your plan fails, ditch it and get a new plan. Give your best efforts to make each plan work, and don't be discouraged by temporary failure. Most people experience failure because they are not persistent in developing new plans to replace those which do not work. What can you do to make a success plan and accomplish the objectives of your plan? And then there's a nine-step method to making a success plan. You have a nine-step method to making a success plan. One, purchase a daily planner. All right? Two, write your visions, goals, and targeted dates in your planner. Write it down, make it happen. When you write something down, it makes it happen. It sets a, a trigger into your reticular activating system in your brain 
and says, hey, this is important. File this away, subconscious mind. Let's make this happen. You start to become aware of. You see, what you focus on, you start to become aware of in your everyday reality. It starts happening more and more. List the actions necessary to accomplish your goals and when they must, and, and when they must be performed. Write out a brief but complete narrative statement of how you intend to achieve your goals. Okay? And there's a writing plan for success. And we're going to skip that for now. Number seven, develop a daily timetable showing all actions to be performed and the dates they must be done. Eight, plan all actions that must be performed each day. If you fail to perform an action on the day scheduled, move it over to the next day. Merge it in the actions to be performed that day in, in accord with its propriety with respect to the actions already scheduled for that day. Nine, monitor your efforts closely and evaluate your results. Achieving your goals. Successful living depends on your ability to identify what you want, your visions for your success. Excuse me. Successful living depends on your ability to identify what you want, your vision for yourself, and then go after it. Once you determine your life vision and your long-range goals, you can set annual, monthly, weekly, and daily goals, which will lead you to your long-range goals. Formula for achieving your goals. Set a one-year. Set a goal for one year. One, write each goal where you can see it many times a day, right? So whatever you focus on, you, you actualize, Okay. Place copies of your written goal in your wallet, on your mirror, on the door of your refrigerator, anywhere you will see it often during the day. Read it over at least three times per day. Be sure to include the date you wish to accomplish your goal in your writing, in your written statement. Two, determine what must be done to accomplish your goal. Write down each and everything that, you must, that must be done. Again, write down each and everything that must be done to guide you. To your goal. Be very specific in detail. List the things that you must that must be done in order of your importance. Write the date each activity must be started and when it must be completed. Three, set monthly goals that will lead you to your full year goal. Wow. You see? When you set monthly goals that will lead you to your full year goal, you see when you do it little by little, each step by each step, by the time you look back, you'd be like, Wow. But if you're a person that is in your mind and you look too far and you say, well, I can't do this, I can't do that, it becomes overwhelming, then you have to just do it day by day. You see? A little by little each day you will get far, right? Brick by brick. You see what I'm saying? Brick by brick, you know? So if you can't right now figure out a 90-day goal, then figure out a 30-day goal, you know? And if it's hard for you to do a 30-day goal, do a monthly goal. You see? Set a monthly goal for yourself. You see what I'm saying? And really when you start breaking it down, it's not that it's not it's not as hard as we as hard as we really think it is. We just have to break it down to the most simplest term. Just like they say earning a certain amount of money. When you break that with your yearly income, how much it is to earn a day, then you get in your mind, okay, I need to earn this daily. You see? And it's not as it's not as hard as you think. Not as hard at all, you know? But when we start, you know, putting it in a big picture, it might sometimes it might become overwhelming for you. But realize now, what you're doing now is what you're going to be doing 90 days from now. Is what I'm saying is what you're doing now, if you're not setting anything in motion, then 90 days from now, it will be the same for you. See? So you can't say you have a desire, a wish to do this and do that, and you're not doing anything. You have to at least do something. You see? All the seeds that I'm planting now, speaking and putting out the Syrian gold and the pyramids and everything and the new books that are curated, dropped and all that stuff, you see? then 
I will reap the rewards 90 days to, you know, 90 days from now. You understand? I will reap the rewards 90 days from now to about 120 days from now, you know, and it will just keep going, keep going, keep going. It's called building momentum. You see? And so, y'all, what are you doing in your life? Are you building anything, any type of momentum in your life? You see, even if you just start writing it down, even if you just write down one word, it's better than writing down no words. You see? So that's the law of action. You have to take action. You have to, you know, get up and do something. You have to get it done. You see? Don't look at it too far. Just write down the end goal, but then don't look at it too far because it can and will become overwhelming. Trust you me. I know for a fact. You see? So number two, uh, the formula for achieving your goals. Determine what must be done to accomplish your goal. Right? Set goals. Set monthly goals. Okay, determine what must be done to accomplish your goal. Write down each and every thing that you must must be done to guide you to your goal. Be very specific and detailed. List the things that must be done in order of your important in order of importance. Write the date each activity must be started and when it must be uh, completed. Set monthly goals that will lead to your full year goal. Make the list of things that must be done to accomplish your full year goal and arrange them by date to be completed. Review the state priority list and write down what must be done each month to guide you to your your full year goal. The items listed for each month become the basis for your monthly goals for each of the 12 months of the year. Determine what you must do to accomplish each monthly goal. Focus on your your first month's goals. Organize the items necessary to accomplish your first month's goals by the date to be accomplished and prioritized. Five. Set weekly goals for the first month. Six, determine what must be done to accomplish the goals of the first week of the first month. Seven, set goals for the first week of the first month. Determine eight, determine what actions must be performed each day to accomplish your daily goals. And nine, keep a record of your achievement. Okay, you must keep a record of your achievement. Cross off each item on your daily list as you complete it. Try to complete everything on your list for each day. If you do not complete everything on your list for that particular day, carry the items not completed over to the next day and merge them in with the things to be done that day. Ten, learn from all past failures, but do not let them slow you down. If you find that you are not accomplishing the daily tasks you set for yourself, do not be discouraged. Analyze each day's activities and determine what is slowing you down. Devise a plan to improve your performance and implement it right away. 11. Avoid wasting time. Time cannot be repeated or replaced. The main obstacle to completing each day's activity is improper use of your time. Each moment you should ask yourself, what is the best use of my time right now? Then act accordingly. 2. 12. Repeat this procedure without fail. Repeat this weekly routine for each week of the first month, revising and improving as required. Evaluate your performance at the end of each week and resolve to do better. Follow the same procedure for each month of the year. Constantly revising and improving your performance, you will grow in faith and self-confidence. Thirteen, stick your goal until stick to your goal until it is accomplished. And a winner never quits, and a quitter never wins. A winner never quits, and a quitter never wins. Whether you attain your goals or not is in your hands. Again, whether you attain your goals or not, it is in your hands. If you refuse to accept failure, no matter what, you will succeed. If you think you are, if you think you are beaten, then you are. If you think you dare not, then you don't. 
if you like to win, but think you can't, then you won't. It is almost certain you won't. If you think you are outclassed, you are. You got to think high and rise. You've got to be sure of yourself before you can even, excuse me, before you can ever win a prize. Again, if you think you are outclassed, you are. You've got to think high and rise. You've got to be sure of yourself before you can ever win a prize. Life's battles don't always go to the stronger or the fastest man, but sooner or later, the man who wins is the man who thinks he can. That's C.W. Longnecker. <laughs> Interesting name. How to overcome obstacles. After you make your plan and start executing them, situations often develop which appear to be obstacles. When they appear, do not, dis- do not be discouraged or intimidated. Don't let the appearance of an obstacle create an atmosphere of failure. When an, when an obstacle appears, do not see it as an impediment to your progress. See it as a challenge to your resources. Convert stumbling blocks into stepping stones. To change obstacles into challenges, you must change your attitude towards a particular situation. Do not let your first thought or reaction to a situation be a negative one. Eliminate the words obstacles and problems from your vocabulary, from your, from your thinking. Every experience that you encounter is a situation. Every experience you encounter is a situation. It's only a situation, okay? Regardless of whether it is a positive or negative one, it is indeed a situation which can be resolved. With this, challenge, with this change in attitude, remember, change in attitude, law of command, right? That's the law of command. That's the law of magnetism, change in attitude. Towards the situation you encounter, you are better equipped to handle them by seeing them as opportunities for completion or growth. See? So if you say look at a negative situation as an opportunity for growth and a positive situation as an opportunity for completion, right, then you'd be good. So one, one very effective method to overcome obstacles, resolve situations, and convert stumbling blocks into stepping stones is the following nine-point formula of, of, of the situation resolution. Okay, it's the nine-step formula for situation revolution. Nine-point formula for situation revolution. Excuse me. Nine-point formula for situation resolution. And on that note, we're going to take a break, and I'll go over it once we get. Once we come back, we'll finish. Go ahead and go on to the nine-point, nine-point, um, the nine-point formula for situation resolution. Okay? So this is the formula right here that we're going to give when we get back that will assist you you know, and adding on to how you can resolve situations in your life. All right, I'll be right back. Are you the type of person that is seeking more wealth, better health, and prosperity in your life? Are you the type of person that is seeking more positivity, need more positivity, wanting and yearning more positivity in your life? Are you the type of person that knows that there is just more to life? Well, bring positive energy into your home with the new Noon Vibration Pyramids. To learn more, visit www.noontech.com. Again, that is www.noontech.com. We have pyramids for all your wants and needs. Pyramids for attracting wealth. Pyramids for attracting creativity. Pyramids for attracting love into your life. Also featuring our brand new 5G Pyramid. To learn more, again, visit www.noontech.com. Hotel. Peace.
situation? Are you the type of person that is just searching and seeking for the deeper mysteries in life? Well, now you can begin to unleash your power with this. Unleash your power with this by purchasing the new Noon Tablets by Dr. Ned Peru at www.nupu-noon.com at www.nupu-noon.com. Noonology. Unleash the power within and begin to live the life of your dreams. Noonology. Unleash the power within and begin to live the life of your dreams. All right, so we're back. We're back. So I'm coming out for those who just now tuning in, because I see people just now coming in. We're going through the book, uh, The 12 Universal Laws of Success. I like to call it The 12 Universal Laws for Success by Herbert Harris. It was originally published in 1944. See what they were talking about way back then. And you can purchase a copy of this. I have the uh, yellow copy. It's like a yellow yellow book. It says the second expanded edition. Um, so um, you can purchase a probably a copy of this on Amazon or eBay or something like this. <laughs> Excuse me, something like that. I highly recommend. I highly recommend that um, you know you you purchase this book. Um, it's this one definitely to put in the library, and it's not something you can just read once. It's something that you can use as you know uh, self development for the really pretty much for the rest of your life. You know, um, and it's something you can pass on to family members and children and stuff like that too. All right. Because um, once you formulate this winning mindset, this winning mentality, it's a habit. And once we learn how to habitually think like this, and it becomes part of our character. You know what I'm saying? Anything done after 90 days, pretty anything done after 30 days pretty much becomes a habit. Anything after 90 days is, is instills itself into your character, you see? And it becomes part of you. So, you know, we have to, um, you know, instill these positive things, especially everything that's going on now. You want to start learning how to, you know, make that shift right now. So we're going to go over the nine-point formula. We're coming out of the law of action, and we're almost finished with this chapter, so we're just going to segue into, um, after that, if we have enough time, which I think we will, only a few more pages, we're going to go into the law of value. That's highly important, what we value, you see? Maybe we value in the wrong things. It's not bringing us the results that we're looking for, you see, or the results that we're seeking, all right? Uh, so we're going to go into the nine-point formula for situation resolution. So number one, write it down. Write a precise statement of the situation to be resolved. State what is said and what is not. Very often, simply writing and describing the situation helps resolve it. Once you clearly define the situation, if the situation starts, it's, it's, excuse me, once you clearly define the situation, its solution starts running towards you. Once you write it down, make it happen. Another book called Write It Down, Make It Happen, right? I forget the author's name right now, but if we look into that book, let me see. I got, her, I got the book right here. Let me see what author is. Another book I recommend, write it down, make it happen, you know? Let's see here. Write it down and make it happen. It is written by, oh, no, I don't have it right here. Oh, yeah, it's a new, there it is. So let's see, write it down and make it happen. It's written by, uh, it's written by Henrietta Ann Clouser. Write it down. You just type in write it down, make it happen on Amazon, and that book is sure to come up. Great book to look into, okay? So it says write it down. When you have a, a situation that arises, write it down, you see, and look at it and, and, and realize that once you write it down, the solution starts to run towards you. Number two, analyze the situation. Look at the situation from all possible angles. Identify all aspects, paying particular attention to which portions can be resolved immediately, and which portions require further analysis. Three, list all alternative solutions. Write each potential solution as completely as possible. So there's infinite possibilities, right? So there's many different ways you can attack that situation. 
Evaluate all possible solutions. Determine who or what does each solution help or whom or what does it hurt, all right? Number five, determine if your solution choice is a selfish one. If a potential solution helps only you or hurts other people, it will probably cause you more difficulty in the future. Look for a solution that fairly balances the benefits to yourself and to others. Six, picture the consequences. Carry each possible solution to its logical conclusion. See the end results clearly and in great detail. Seven, get advice, but make the decision your own. That's interesting. Get advice, but make the decision of make the decision your own. A lot of times we get advice and it overrides what we felt we should have been doing in the first place. You see, but then a lot of times we'll get advice and it confirms what we should have been doing in the first place. Discuss the situation with people you trust and respect. Ask for their insight and advice. Study their advice in conjunction with your own understanding and observations. Then you make the final decision your own. You see? And you make the final decision your own. Stick to your decision. Once you make a decision, stick to it until your new facts are produced warranting a change. Put your number nine. That was number eight, stick to your decision. Number nine, put your decision into action immediately. Do not procrastinate. Once you have a mate, once you do not procrastinate. Number nine, put your decision into action immediately. Do not procrastinate. Once you have made a decision, get started right away and give it your best. The nine-point formula gives you a step-by-step method to improve the execution of your plans. Through this procedure, you can effectively convert stumbling blocks into stepping stones and provide yourself with the golden opportunities to build faith and self-confidence. So let's, let's read the chapter summary, and then we'll move on to the law of value. All right? We still have some time here. The universal law of action sets forth the methodology by which the principles of success are actually implemented on a day-to-day basis. It is the operating procedure by which your thoughts and your feelings become the things and experiences of your life. A success plan is an organized course of action which allows you to produce desired results. It is the blueprint of your vision. I like to say the black print, you know, of your vision. Your success plan is developed using the nine-step procedure. Once your success plan is made, follow the 13-step process to attain your goals. Eliminate the words obstacle. Eliminate the words problem from your vocabulary and from your thinking. Situations or challenges which arise in the execution of your plan may be handled through a systematic process of situation resolution. So now we're going to move on to chapter, what is this, chapter 8, the law of value, all right? The eighth universal law of success is the universal law of value and mutual exchange. And the book of Matthew 7, 6 says, Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and render you. The universal, the universal law of value, let me read that again. The universal law of value and mutual exchange covers the interactions that take place between the different levels of consciousness. When you, when you on one level of consciousness interact with another person, that person should be on a level of consciousness commensurate with your own. Commensurate with your own. Interesting word there. All things have a level of consciousness. Simply stated, the universal law of value directs you not to waste your treasures. Do not cast your pearls to swine. Don't sit up there and debate and argue with folks. The things that are important to you on people 
places and things that are beneath your level of consciousness. Again, simply stated, the universal law of value directs you not to waste your treasures, the things that are important to you, on people, places, and things that are beneath your level of consciousness. For example, suppose you share your values of fairness, honesty, and truthfulness with another person who has the consciousness of a liar and a thief. That other person will hate and resent you. It will, it will be only a matter of time before that other person responds to you and your values in only a way he or she can, by lying, cheating, and stealing from you. <laughs> it does not matter how much you love or care about that person. He or she can only respond to you in a manner consistent with their own level of consciousness, that of a liar and a thief. Liar and a thief. A snake is a snake, right? The universal law of value has four main aspects. Time, excuse me, the universal law of value has four main aspects, time and substance. It states the following. Number one, do not waste your time on thoughts, people, or actions which are not worthy. Boom. Number two, do not waste your thoughts on ideas that are not worthy. Boom. Number three, do not waste your energy on activities which are not worthy. Dang. Number four, do not waste your money on that which is not worthy. Wow. And I already had that highlighted. That's interesting. That's deep. Do not waste your aspects and talents on that which is not worthy of your attention based on your goals, visions, and purpose. In making a value judgment, in making a value judgment or decision for allocating your assets and talents, always see your options in terms of their overall effective on your goals, vision, and purpose. Time. Your time. Your time. Your time, the hours you spend on this earth, is your most valuable asset. It is unrepeatable and irreplaceable. How you spend the hours you have been allotted in your life will determine the level of success you experience. You waste time when you spend it in unproductive endeavors or with unproductive people. The result of wasting your time quickly manifests in your life experience. A better way to look at how to allocate your time is to speak in terms of investing your time rather than spending it. See, rather than spending your time, we've been told to spend, spend. It's even subconsciously subliminal there. Spend your time. Give care. Everything is outward. Spending your time. Spending money. You know what I'm saying? Give care. Give, give. No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying give care. Take care. Take care. Take care. Take care. You know, take, take, take. Spend, spend, spend. Instead of invest, invest, invest your time and give care. Give, give, give. You see, because what you give, you get back. You see? But you taking something, most time you're not gonna, you know, especially if it's not yours, and you're not gonna get it back. But when you give, you send out, you give it back. That's why I tell people you should give care, not take care. Because so many people take care and never give nothing in return. You understand? Again, do your best to start saying give care. When somebody leaves, you start saying take care. Okay, take care, brother. No, give care, brother. Give care. You see? So it'll come back to you. So again. Do not waste your assets and talent on that which is not worthy of your attention based on your goals, vision, and purpose. In making a value, well, value judgment or decision for allocating your assets and talents, always see your options in terms of their overall effect on your goals, visions, and purpose. Time. Your time, the hours you spend on this earth, is your most valuable asset. It is unrepeatable and irreplaceable. How you spend the hours you have been alloyed in your life will determine the level of success you experience. You waste time when you spend it in an unproductive endeavors or with unproductive people. 
the result of wasting your time quickly manifests in your life experience. A better way to look at how to allocate your time is to speak in terms of investing your time, okay, investing your time rather than spending it. To spend has a connotation of finality with no return. Mm. See, when time is spent, it is gone forever. When time is invested, there is a sense of return on the investment. See? There is a sense of return on the investment. Invest, for example, if you spend time in college, you may or may not graduate. However, if you invest time in college, it seems to be a natural result that you graduate. The universal law of value says invest your time only in those people and those activities which are congruent with or are harmonic with your goals and visions. Right? Choose to deal primarily with those people who are, again, let me read that again. The universal law of value says invest your time only in those people and those activities which are congruent with or harmonic with your goals and visions. Choose to deal primarily with those people who are on a comparable level of consciousness with you. This is not to negate the value of charity work with people who are less fortunate or on a lower level of consciousness with you. You see? So the best thing to do, like right now, you're investing time. This is why I do my best that your time is invested as well investment. You're, you're, that, you know what I'm saying? That you have a return. <laughs> when you come to the show, you know what I'm saying? You'll have a return in your investment. You're just not spending time listening to the show. You are investing quality time during the middle of the day, you understand, out of your schedule or, or while you're doing whatever you're doing, you see, because you know that you're going to get a return in your investment when you come here. You understand? Because you're going to have tools that you can apply in your life, you see, on a day-to-day basis. You see what I'm saying? So it's not to ignore anybody who's not on your level of consciousness and not to feel guilty. A lot of times we'll feel guilty. Oh, I shouldn't be saying that this person, I'm above you. That's your ego. You know, you're above me. And you know what I'm saying? I can't be around you because, you know, you're vibrating on a lower level of consciousness. It's not that. It's just that you know your worth now. You know your value. You still can assist that person, you see? And you don't have to walk around like, oh, I'm above you and all that stuff. But the best thing to do is vibrate or in your personal space be around people that's on your level of consciousness or higher. Because when you're on level, people that are on your level, your level of consciousness or higher, they can add value into your life. You understand? And you, now you're making an investment. You see what I'm saying? You're making an investment. When you are be around people or situations that's lower than your consciousness or lower than what you're, you're vibrating on your frequency or where you're trying to go, now you're spending, you're wasting, and you can't get that back. You see? This is, this is, this is a millionaire mindset. This is a billionaire mindset. This is a deity mindset. You see? So it's like all of y'all are just my subjects. You know, it's not like that. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you know, it's not, you start to realize, like, you know, if I'm going to be around people of a, of a lower level than my consciousness, I, it's better for me just to put it in a book. You know, here's a book. You know what I'm saying? And, and boom, take this, take that. That's why I see a lot of the, you know, a lot of our brothers and sisters out there teaching and they got a lot of information. They give out a lot of information, which is fine. Keep giving for free. I give for free. You understand? But if those brothers, but it's up to them to realize that. Like I've realized it. You see, you, 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 your value will increase, brothers and sisters who may be listening or will be listening. You know, who's part of that teaching conscious community. You see, 
your value will increase if you took all your videos that you made over the years and you type, typed them out word for word and put them into book form and then did the research of what you're talking about. You see, now your value will increase versus just putting out a thousand videos over the years, you see, because when you start putting out a certain level of information and it's universal information, right, it doesn't have a time and space. It's not dated. You know, dated information is like talking about 2012 or talking about 20, you know, what's going to happen next Monday, which is 1221. That's dated. So that, you know, it becomes outdated. But when you're talking about stuff like this that's going to improve people's life, hey, this is written in 1944. We're in the year 2020. And it's still, we're still applying this in our life. That's what we call universal information. It, it, it touches everybody on all walks of life, all races, all nationality, all sexual genders. You understand this? Everybody on the planet Earth who's open to hear it and who can understand, you know, the English language, you know. But then this could be translated into another language. It's universal. That's what they call the 12 universal laws of success. It's universal. It's omniversal. It touches everybody. You see what I'm saying? So let me keep going. This is deep. The universal law of value says invest your time only in those people and those activities which are congruent with or harmonic with your goals and vision. Choose to deal primarily with those who are on the comparable, who are on a comparable level of consciousness with you. You see, that word comparable sounds better, you know, comparable consciousness level. This is not to say negate the value of charity work, right? This means this this is not to say negate, meaning this is not to this is not to, to, to ignore the value of charity work with people who are, less, who, are, who are less fortunate or on a lower level of consciousness than you. The point is that you recognize it is charity work and allocate your time and energy accordingly. You understand? Ask, ask yourself the time question. What is the best use of my time right now? That's important. And see what the inner being says. And if the inner being says, well, you should sit back and drink, you know, a 12-pack and just chill. I don't know. You might need to drink a 12-pack and chill. But they constantly say you need to drink a 12-pack and chill. Then you might need to get another inner being. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's time to switch your frequency. You understand? And tell that little inner being, you need to be quiet because you are wasting my time, you know? Well, or more, more precisely, what is the best use of my time right now, taking into consideration my goals, visions, and purpose. So it's a great question to ask yourself, your inner being. What is the best use of my time right now, taking into consideration my goals, my visions, and my purpose? It's a powerful book, y'all. This is really a powerful book. All right? Thoughts. Let's go into thoughts before we get out of here today. Your thoughts are the blueprints for your reality. If you entertain thoughts which are beneath your level of consciousness, then you are wasting your incredible thought capacity of unworthy exercises. Within the Negro League used to say, a, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. We used to say that, right? The Negro College Fund. I used to see it when I was growing up as a child. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. Same thing with thoughts. Your thoughts are the blueprints for your reality. Or your thoughts are the black prints to your reality because you are creating them on the black ink of, the, of space. So your thoughts are the, are the, let me write that, are the black prints, black prints. You see? The black prints of your, for your reality. Your thoughts are the black prints for your reality. If you entertain thoughts which are beneath your level of consciousness, 
that's beneath you, don't think about that, then you are wasting your incredible thought capacity on unworthy exercises. Great mind. How many times have y'all heard this? I've heard this so many times. I'm going to read it again, right? I'm going to read it again because we all need this friendly and reminder. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I have to talk like, read it, Nebo. I, I, I have to introduce it first, you know? I'm an introductionist, you know what I'm saying? I, have to, I like to build up until so you can be like, wow, you know? I like the all facts. I like the, you know what I'm saying, the, the drama of it in a positive way, you know? I just don't, you know, I just don't walk on stage. I might need some smoke, you know what I'm saying? I might need some strobe light, you know? I might need, you know, a fire breeze, you know what I'm saying? So, and then I just come on and be like, oh, my gosh, you know, this, the real smoke and mirrors, but in a good way. Let me build up to this, right? So how many times have y'all heard this statement I'm getting ready to read right now? They're like, go ahead, read it, man, read it, man. Great minds discuss ideas. Is that it? No, that ain't it. Average minds discuss places and things. Small minds discuss other people. Come on, y'all. Stop all that gossiping. I'm guilty of it, too. We all guilty of it. You see? But now it's time to rework ourselves. Great minds discuss ideas. That's a think tank. You know, and we have different levels of friends and different levels of people we get around. And some people we discuss ideas and what we doing and other other. There's other. There's some of our friends we could go. We could walk that ladder. We can discuss great ideas. We, some of our friends we are great minds, average minds, and small minds at that time. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just being real. You know what I'm saying? We be all three at once in the conversation. You know, we be walking that vibration, and that's that. That's okay. You understand? Because you can still vibrate and walk the different vibrational frequencies to walk the different ladder. But y'all know, y'all know who listening, who we talking about, and you including ourselves. We know that we get around small minds and we be talking gossiping about other folks. You know, we get around average minds and we talking about people, you know, places and things we want to acquire and places we want to go. And then, you know what I'm saying, if we're fortunate enough to be around great-minded individuals, great-minded people, then you know it's a build tank. It's a person that inspires you, a person that helps feed your ideas and you help giving them ideas. And the whole thing, when you walk away, you just feel empowered. Those are, that's the level of consciousness that you are really supposed to be on this level of consciousness. If you're already speaking to people like that, that have great minds, that's where you're at. You understand? Anything else is pretty much beneath you, you know? But it's okay to talk about, you know, it's, just, it's okay to discuss places and things, but we're talking about people who just can't, there's just stuff there. It's all they talk about is people. All they talk about is places and things, and they never discuss. They never move into the great minds. You see? This is deep. Great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss places and things, and small minds discuss other people. All right? I'm a, you know what? And I'm going to read this last thing, and I'm going to leave it at that. The universal law of thought provides you become what you think about most of the time. We're going to leave it at that today. So we got a positive change coming to the show. Um, starting tomorrow, the show is going to be now in the evening time, and I'll let you know if it's, when it's going to switch back during the day. But you can check me out in the evening. I don't know just yet. I'm looking at maybe around 9 o'clock. I mean, excuse me, around 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, you know, around that prime time area when all of y'all settled down, you know. And I'm not sure if it's going to be a one-hour show or a two-hour show. It's definitely going to be a one-hour show. But I may move it up to a two-hour show, okay? Also, tonight, we are doing free readings. So let's spread the word. I'm going to start at 9 o'clock. Anybody that wants a free reading, just come with your question, one question, and I'll go ahead and answer it for you. Okay, and as the weeks come on, there's going to be another fabulous reader reader joining me, okay? 
It's one of my besties. She's an herbalist, and the girl got the gift. And, you know, saying she wants to come on the show, you know, and start helping, assisting with the readings as well. So we're going to start tag teaming y'all, okay? But this evening at 9 o'clock, just come back to the show. We do free readings, free readings on Tuesday. And if it changes, I'll just let y'all know. But, yeah, definitely this evening. But I'm saying as the weeks go on, if the time or the day or whatever changes, of course, I'll keep y'all posted. All right? So I want you to really think about what was said today. Go back to the show. Share the show. You understand? And, you know, this is our level of consciousness. See, so now tell your friends that you know you need to listen to the show. Invest your time in something that will that you will see a return. Invest your time in something, right, or knowledge and information that you will see a return. And this show will give you a return. You see? Okay. So anyway, I was going to say something else, but I just like I'm gonna end it right there. All right. So I really appreciate y'all. Have a great day. And again, I'll see y'all this evening. Spread the word. Nine o'clock this evening. We're going to start 9 o'clock on the dot, and we're going to open up the phone line, and we're going to start doing uh, free readings. All right, so just come with one question, and I'll answer it for you, and then we'll go from there. All right, so until this evening, y'all have a great day. Enjoy. Hotel. Peace. Are you sick and tired of your On sale now, the most powerful and most dynamic books in this day and time, known as the Noon Tablets, authored by myself, Dr. Neb Haru. On sale now. On Kindle, Fire, the Noon Tablets. On sale now on Barnes & Noble, Nook, the Noon Tablets. And on sale now on iTunes for your iPad, iPod, and iPhone. Download today and take Noonology on the go. Hotel, peace.